Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like Joshua Arthur. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards at patreon.com slash run jump stomp. Episode 93 of Switchcraft is brought to you by OP Seat, which you can find out more about at opseat.com. Uh, they are a manufacturer of gaming chairs. And for those of you that don't know, uh, when I was a kid, I broke my back. I fell a couple stories, landed on my back, cracked some vertebrae, and uh, I didn't find out about it until I was in the army much, much later. Now, I've always had trouble with my back, and I'm not going to say that this chair is a cure-all for back problems, but uh, this is the most comfortable desk chair that I've ever sat in. So if you are looking for a chair that is going to give you a lot of lumbar support, head on over to opc.com slash ref slash run jump stomp, or if you want to get $10 off your order, just use the coupon code run jump sit. That's OPC. For those of you that did not know, I record this podcast live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. uh, Eastern Time. Uh, And then on Saturdays, I always record it on Saturdays, but it's not always live. So just make sure that you follow the channel, that way you can find out. Uh, Let's start with feedback. We don't actually have an Apple uh, podcast review to uh, read today. So if you want to support the show, that's one way that you can. You can head on over to uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is that you want to log into and just review the show there. Let us know what you you think of the show and we'll read it on the the, uh, podcast. Uh, You can also get a hold of me through email, runjumpstomp at gmail.com. And I got an email from... And look, it looks like I don't have the name of the person who emailed me. Uh, They didn't sign it, it looks like. But that's okay, because we can still address it. They said, good morning, Bill. Hope you are well. I've just read that since the Switch landed in March, there are 130 games for the console, which is crazy. That is crazy, especially considering uh, the fact that the Wii U, I believe, in total had 145 games on that system. That number could be uh, wrong, but I think it's pretty accurate. Uh, They said, quick question. Have you played and enjoyed a game on the Switch which no one else has heard of? A game which did not release to fanfare or set the charts ablaze. My choice would be Sheppy, a single-player card game involving sheep. I will say I had not even heard of that one. That's interesting. Uh, the amount of games coming out is great, but some good slash great games must get buried and quickly forgotten. Um, you are totally right. It is with all of the games that are coming out, it's really, really hard to keep up with the just onslaught of it's like somebody's taking like every game imaginable in a big old bucket and dumping it on our heads. Um now, I've I've had a passing uh, experience with Quest of Dungeons. 
Uh, that's a really, really fantastic roguelike game. I very much recommend it if you like roguelike games. It's a top-down game. Every time you play it, it's different, and it's really fun. If you're looking for something that's multiplayer, I can recommend Astro Bears. It's a very shallow game, but it's also really fun, and it's only 5 bucks. It's a party game where it's basically like um, Tron, but multiplayer Tron in 3D. Uh, very, very cool, and I highly recommend that you check out both of those games. They have definitely been overlooked because they both came out in the last couple weeks, and in the last couple weeks we've had, uh, I think, 30 new games to play uh, from, well, maybe not 30, maybe 25 or so uh, new games to play on the Switch, and it's just it's almost impossible to keep up. Uh, so thank you very much for emailing me. Uh, again, that address is runjumpstomp at gmail.com, uh, or you can tweet at me at runjumpstomp, the voicemail, if you want to call and leave a voicemail, which will play on the show, uh, 260-RUN-JUMP, that's 260-786-5867, and of course, we have our own Discord uh, community where there's a whole bunch of conversation going on, and head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash Discord to join that community as well. Let's talk about some news. Well, the Nintendo World Championships have come and went. People were feverishly hoping that we would get a, a, a big announcement at the Nintendo World Championships. And Reggie came on and he trolled everybody. Uh, he said he was about to make a big announcement and then they blurred out his mouth and uh, made a bunch of uh, Nintendo noises in place of the words. It was pretty funny. You got to admit it was pretty funny. Uh, Nintendo trolling all of us a little bit like that. Um, but... You know, I watched the Nintendo World Championships. I didn't get to watch them live, uh, which was a little irritating. I just didn't have time. Uh, but I watched uh, I watched them, and I thought that they were really cool. I love that they had a big variety of games that were being played, both old games and new games, and there were some surprises in there. Um, so they started out, and this is not something that would never would have occurred to me, with Breath of the Wild Shield Surfing. So I love that they included Breath of the Wild. Of course, it's it's the biggest game on the Switch right now. They've got to include it. And I love the way that they included it. Like I thought maybe they would say, okay, how long can it can you uh def- how long can, who can defeat this um what's it called? Like uh the shrine the fastest, that kind of thing. Uh then they went and played Smash Wii U, which everybody was like, does this mean we're going to get Smash for Switch? Still no word, unfortunately. They played Metroid Samus Returns, which we knew that they were going to do. Uh, then they played some Balloon Fight. Rest in peace, Mr. Iwata. Um, we understand. Uh, then they played Smash Wii U again, which I don't know about that. Then they played this game I'd never heard of, Birds and Beans, which was a little confusing to me. Uh, then they played, I'm just going to list the rest real quick without much interjection. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Donkey Kong Country Returns, which is a Wii U title. Splatoon 2, uh, Tetris, Arms, Mario Party 2. That was Mario Party 2 surprised me that they would go back into the catalog quite that far. Super Mario Maker. And then this was the the big surprise to me was Super Mario Brothers Deluxe Versus for the Game Boy Color. Um, and that game, basically, you are racing against the other player. So one of you is Mario, the other is Luigi, and you're trying to get through a level... And when you hit blocks with your head, it switches just like in uh, Super Mario Brothers. 
uh, or no, Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo, they had like switches where you can turn blocks on and off. Uh, well, in this, every time Mario or Luigi hit a block, it would turn on or off the blocks and it would block off uh, an area so that the other brother could not make it through. Honestly, I want that game. I think it would be amazing on the Switch. And if we don't get that as part of the um, virtual console classic stuff, whatever it is that Nintendo ends up doing, I think there's going to be a lot of sad people. And then they finished up with uh, Mario Odyssey, which not a huge surprise. Although I will say that watching the footage in Mario Odyssey, it looked fantastic. Uh, Dark um, Link31254 is correcting me. Thank you very much. He said Donkey Kong Country Returns was on Wii and not Wii U. He is correct. I was mixing that up with Tropical Freeze, which was on uh, the Wii U, which I played and thought was really, really good. Um, let's see. What else? Oh, they, uh, the one thing that they did announce, which this isn't a huge thing, uh, but the one thing that they did announce during the... Uh, Nintendo World Championships is that ARMS 3.2 is coming later this month, and it looks like we're going to be getting a new character. Now, it was tough to tell if the new character was just a reskin of Springman. Uh, he looks very much like Springman, so much so that um, I forget, I think his name is Biff, the guy that looks like with a hand on his head. Um, he even said, boy, that guy sure looks like Springman. So I'm not sure if it's just a, a reskin of Springman or if he's going to be very much very different. I really hope that it's very different and not just a reskin, kind of like how... And I know that there's um, Smash purists who are going to be angry at me for saying this, but kind of like how um, Falco is a slight reskin of Fox. Yes, I know that their abilities are are different, but not very much. Or Lucas and Ness, that kind of thing. Uh, anyway, coming along with 3.2 is some badges. So it looks like uh, almost like an achievement system is coming to ARMS 3.2. Uh, there's a lot of people out there who are wondering, does that mean we're going to be getting an achievement system on the Switch? And there's others that say if they're, if ARMS is bringing... Uh, achievements, then that means the Switch is not going to have achievements because why do it twice? I think that there's a whole bunch of different ways that you can look at this. Uh, you could look at it as Nintendo's testing the waters for achievements, or you can look at it as Nintendo is going to be implementing achievements in the future and this is the first one to do it. Or you could look at it as Nintendo is just saying, Feel free to implement achievements. They're just not going to be system-wide. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there who really like the system-wide trophies and the system-wide achievements. But to me, it's far less important to have system-wide stuff than as long as each game has the ones that are pertinent to that game if that developer wants to include that. Nintendo has never said that developers cannot include an achievement system. In, in fact, we've seen third-party games in the past that have achievement systems built in. I can't think of which one's off the top of my head right now, but we have seen it on Nintendo systems in the past. So I think that if Nintendo just says, I, I know that there's a lot of people that want the system-wide thing so that they could compare with their friends, like, hey, look, Jeff just got... Uh, this trophy or this achievement or whatever it is that Nintendo ends up calling it. That means that the friends list has to be a little more robust. So maybe later on down the road, I don't think we'll be getting any achievements this year. 
outside of ones that are specific to the game. So ARMS 3.2 is getting some kind of achievement system. But then at the same time, something I noticed back at E3 when they first unveiled Mario Odyssey, or was that when they first unveiled it? Uh, When they first really talked about Mario Odyssey, I was watching the Treehouse Live stuff. And um, one of the uh, moons was captured, and at the very bottom it said the date that the car- that the the player had captured the that moon, and like what the name of that moon was, and that feels to me like an achievement system. And I said for a while that that achievement system is something that is uh, it's in the game, not necessarily system wide, and I think that's fine for me. I know that there's people out there that disagree with me feel free. Uh, write in and let me know what you guys think. Runjumpstomp at gmail.com. Do you really want an achievement system or are you really more along the lines of me where if a game developer wants to implement uh, achievements for its game, then you're happy. And if they don't, then you're like, whatever. Okie dokie. Dual Shockers interviewed uh, the head of the Sonic team, Takahashi Liazuka or Iazuka. I'm not sure if that's an L or an I at the beginning of the name. Uh, also, Shun Nakamura and Morio Kish- uh, Kishimoto and the lead programmer, Hiroki T- Tokunaga, and the art director, Yoshitaka Miura. Hopefully, man, I mean, I butchered some names before, but I don't think I've ever done quite that bad before. And they were talking about what's going on with the Switch version of Sonic Forces. Now, Sonic Forces for me is not a game I'm terribly interested in. I've never really been a fan of 3D Sonic games. Sonic Mania, I love. That game is fantastic, especially since the update which fixed the home screen glitch. Uh, That's huge. Uh, But, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are excited for Sonic stuff, so I want to include that, especially, especially because that is coming to the Switch later on this year. And... You know, I've talked to some people who've actually played it and they've said bad things about it. Like the game is not very good. And I think the reason is uh, shown right here in this interview. I'm not going to go through the whole interview, but I'm going to take out a couple of important points. Number one, the team was committed to port the switch, port to the switch from the very beginning before they even know what this knew what the system would be. And they had a deadline by which the game needed to be done on this mysterious hardware that they'd never seen before that seems like a decision made by some suits hey you got to get this game done on this system which you don't have dev kits for just go ahead and start and that's just crazy that's crazy to to put that kind of pressure on a developer they're not going to be able to to meet expectations when you put that much um uh that much pressure on a developer uh that's kind of a problem to me uh they said they went on to say that the game will um run at 30 frames per second this is really weird okay so it says to match the performance of the switch the game required dedicated tweaks while the graphics run at 30 frames per second the controls run at 60 okay so this is not something i've ever really seen before so the graphics are only going to display every other frame even though the game is giving you or, or gathering data for twice as many frames as it's showing you. So that means that the game will feel as responsive on the Switch as it does on the other platforms. 
but the animations will look a little bit choppier. Now, when I say choppier, it's 30 frames per second, so I'm sure it will be fine. Again, I'm still not really interested in Sonic Forces. I know that there's a lot of people out there um, that, that are excited for this, but everybody that I have heard from has said that Sonic Forces is a disaster, and the idea that the development team had to commit to a certain date to get their game done before having even seen what the Switch is or have a dev kit in hand is just ludicrous to me. Uh, So it shouldn't be a huge surprise if it's a stinker. Now, that being said, the game is not out yet, and I have not put my hands on it. And even if I had, it's not in a finished state, so it could turn out that the game is fantastic. We go back to when the information about Mario plus Rabbids was first leaked. Everybody and their brother was was very down on on that that um that ma- mashup I guess is the word I'm looking for. Everybody was down on that mashup. So the idea that Sonic Forces is a disaster to start with, we don't know that for sure. It could turn out to be fantastic. I doubt it, but it could. Okay. The thing that you have to remember about Sonic Mania is Sega really didn't have much to do with it. That was made by fans of the game for fans of the game, and Sega just happened to have the wherewithal to pay attention and notice that these were some extremely talented people who are doing exactly what um, what fans were asking them to do, and they just said, okay, we're going to bring you guys in-house and make this happen. So, you know, it's not Thomas Whitehead and his team which make, made Sonic Mania that is bringing Sonic Forces over. If you are excited for Sonic Forces, please let me know why and uh, write in runjumpstopgmail.com. <laughs> Since the last episode, I've been playing a couple different games. Uh, so first off, I've been playing Robonauts. My son and I really enjoy playing that uh, multiplayer. Uh, and if you haven't played it, it's a very interesting game. Uh, basically you are a robot and your job is to take out enemies that are on these little planets and the planets are very, very small. And on these small planets, there'll be a few of these spheres around and this is a two dimensional game. Okay. So you go around on the surface of these planets and you shoot at enemies. You've got two basic shoot buttons and a jump button. One of the shoot buttons you you can hold down, it'll constantly be shooting, and that doesn't run out of ammo. And then the other button um, is basically your special shot. And you can pick up different weapons in order to change your special, special shot as you play. Uh, you'll get um, different types of missions, like maybe there'll be a mission to just take out all of the enemies on the board. There'll be another one which will be to destroy all of these particular things on a board or to defend your uh, machines that are on a board. And each board is made up of multiple spheres. And you can run around on the skin of these spheres and then you can jump from one sphere to the next and move around and take out the enemies. Now, if you're playing in multiplayer, which is the only way that I would recommend playing because I think it's just really fun... um, if you get taken out, like if you uh, run out of health or something, you can call and you you have a certain amount of time for your partner to get back over to where you are, are downed at. And they just have to kind of hang out there for a little bit to revive you and defend 
you from uh, from the enemies that are fighting. It's really fun, and I would recommend it. It's a cheaper game. I think it was $10, but actually I can't remember because uh, I got it for free. I'll, I'll try and look it up and put it in the show notes afterwards. All right. The other game that I played a lot of this weekend was SteamWorld Dig 2, and I finally finished that game. And I have to say, SteamWorld Dig 2 is an absolute must-buy game for the Nintendo Switch. Um, I probably put, I don't know, maybe tw- maybe 15 hours into it. It's not a super long game, but it's really good. The controls are spot on, and the world is uh, real. It's fully realized. The characters are fun. Uh, you can when you're reading the the character dialogue in my head, I felt like I had a different accent for every character, a uh, different voice for every character, even though they're all ro- well. Some many of them are robots. I highly recommend this game. At the end, it left me wanting more. I wanted to play more Steam World Dig, and I, I've already talked about it on the show before, so I'm not going to belabor the point. Whatever games that you have for the Switch, Steam World Dig Two should absolutely be one of them. And now, having finished it, I cannot wait for SteamWorld Dig 3 because it's got a pretty good story and I'm interested in where the story takes us next. Uh, The last game, and this is going to be the one, this is kind of like a full review, uh, is uh, Penkapu, uh, which is a a strange game. It takes place in the world of dreams uh, and nightmares have crossed the veil, which is the boundary between dreams and nightmares. They've crossed the veil and there's a god who is in charge of the dreams, and he summoned you, Pankapu, and I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, to protect protect the dreams from the nightmares uh, in the game. Um, over time, you increase your stats by picking up what are essentially heart containers. You also unlock abilities and stuff like that. And let's hit the good, the bad, and the broken in the game. Um, the good... The graphics are really, really good. The art style is very, very colorful and vibrant. I absolutely love how when you're playing the game, the camera will zoom in and zoom out as needed. So that it has like that dynamic camera. So sometimes your sprite is like huge and takes up a big portion of the screen. And sometimes you're zoomed way out and very, very far away so that you can see a lot more like during a boss fighter or when you're going to have to make a tricky jump or things like that. Um, I really like the animation. I think that the, the that fantastic animation coupled with the very, very bright colors give this game a very unique look. Um, when I'm playing the game, the combat is not uh, mindless. It seems like it is at first, but over time you get to understand that there's more and more to it. And it, it, con- it continually builds on itself. So like Blocking is very important. You can't just go in swinging away all of the time. Uh, When I was playing the game, at first I was really irritated because I couldn't use the D-pad. I could only use the stick. And I was like, what is the problem? Why would they do that? And the reason for that is because later on, uh, you end up getting abilities that go on the D-pad that you can switch, like, which weapons you're going to be using, that kind of thing. And I think that one thing that the developer should do is just... In the game, and this is just a complete, uh, you know, to fix this little um, problem that I had with the game, 
is to just put like the outline of your D-pad on the left side of the screen so that you know that in the future, oh, that's going to be used for something. And you won't constantly be like, why can't I use the D-pad for this? Because it was really irritating to me. But then once I unlocked those abilities, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense now. Um, the game is littered with save points. There's save points everywhere. So even if you die, you don't have to go back uh, to the beginning of a level, uh, which is very unpunishing and I think is great for a game like this. Uh, however, at the same time, when you die, the loading that you have to wait for takes a bit longer than I would like. It's not a deal breaker, but just something to keep in mind. It took me a really long time to load in the like the level, the same level that I was on after I died. That's something that I think that they could they could fix uh, in later patches and stuff. Uh, there is a lot here in this game for completionists. If you're somebody who wants to go around and collect every single thing. You're going to go back to those same levels over and over again to find stuff. And I think you're going to have a lot of fun with it. Uh, so those are the good things, the bad things. When I was playing in handheld mode, the text is very, very hard to read. Uh, and I think that's just because this is a game. It's not exclusive to the Switch. And it's designed to be played on a TV and scaling it down to uh, 720p on a 6-inch screen makes it kind of hard to see. And that was a problem for me. Um, and at times there's a lot of text on the screen, so you might have to read about something. And I'm, a lot of this text that is like huge walls of text is optional. You don't have to read it if you don't want, but because it's so small, it almost encouraged me to just skip it. Um, I really would have liked the ability to be able to remap the buttons. Again, this is something the developer could put in later. Uh, some of the placement of the buttons doesn't really make sense to me. I would have liked the jump button to be on B, but B is the block button. Uh, or, or, I'm sorry. I would have liked the jump button to be on B and the block button someplace else. And I would just like to be able to remap the buttons. And it would really make a whole lot more sense to me and make the game a little more palatable. Uh, and then the last thing, I, I, I kind of tr struggled with whether or not I should put the music into the good category or the bad category. And the music is just not for me. Now, it might be something... It's not that it's bad music. It's just not for, for me. Um, it almost sounds like something you might hear if you're on hold with, like, a dentist's office or something. Um, however, thank you to the devs for giving us the option to turn off the music in the game and play my own music because that's what I love doing. I love being able to shut off in-game music and play my own music. Even on uh, soundtracks that I really like, like ARMS and Mario Kart uh, and Splatoon. I think that they have fantastic soundtracks, but I don't want to listen to their music over and over and over again when I keep playing that game. So Nintendo never gives us the ability to shut that music off. Well, thankfully, this developer did. Now, let's talk about The Broken. Um, the, the game crashed after I died once. I just got stuck on a blank screen and I had to um, shut the game off to get the to get it to load back up so I lost a little progress there it's not a huge deal but and it only happened once I wasn't able to rip, uh, reproduce it uh, and then the game had some serious graphical glitches when switching from undocked mode to docked mode so I was playing it on in handheld mode and I walked into the nerd nest which is where I my office my recording studio and I walked in I docked my switch and then when I looked at the screen like uh, basically, the play area 
was still 720p. So it was down in the corner. And then the effects area or, or the rest of the screen was where like the, the effects that would overlay and it would like freeze on those. And if you're watching the video version of this, um, this review, which I'll put up on YouTube, uh, I'll show you the graphical glitches that I ran into. Good good news is I reached out to the developers. I, I emailed them to let them know about the glitches, and then I kind of posted on it on Twitter, and they said that there is a patch on the way, so hopefully those will be fixed. Uh, so those are the games that I played uh, this week, Let's or this um, past couple days. Let's jump into the lightning round. This is the lightning round where I don't talk nearly as much about each uh, um, item on the list. Uh, Xenoblade has a combat explanation at Nintendo Treehouse's official Tumblr site, which I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, And man, this game is super complicated and I am looking forward to it. Uh, they're, they're talking about how the layered versions of combat in that game. So make sure that you check out that uh, link in the show notes. Uh, we've got a rumor that Dragon Quest XI is coming to the Switch. This comes from uh, Japanese 3DS on Twitter. And it says, looks like Dragon Quest XI Switch is being made with the Unreal Engine. Switch is Unreal Engine 4.15 and PS4 is Unreal Engine 4.13. Hence the rumored development problems. So... Uh, It looks like they're going to be porting that over. Now, that's not an official announcement or anything, but that's good to hear. Um, Crazy Justice, which is this very weird MMO first-person shooter. Well, or is it third-person shooter? I think it's a third-person shooter. Um, And it has Fortnite buildables. Uh, That's coming to the Switch as well as other platforms. Interesting. I had not heard anything about this. Earth Atlantis is getting an update. This is via Go Nintendo, and it is a patch on the way. Uh, They're going to make it quicker and easier to get weapons back, a new icon, uh, and more. Um, That's great. I mean, I have Earth Atlantis. I got a a review copy. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. I'm going to jump in as soon as I can. I've just got a lot of stuff. And uh, lastly, Stardew Valley, another game that I got a review copy of that I haven't touched yet because I've got too much stuff to play. Uh, that's been having some kind of crackling issue. Uh, this is via Reddit. Somebody had posted, I think it was uh, Zap DC'd, uh, posted this in the Discord. And um, he said that or the, there's like an audio crackling issue. And then the developers responded on Reddit. They said that they were looking into it. Then they gave updates. They said they're looking into this in depth. Uh, they captured the waveform of the sound to analyze it. And they're being really, really transparent uh, on Reddit, so I think that it's really great uh, how transparent they are. Um, Vaxer says, funny how people are making so many games for Switch. I always thought Switch won't be so popular. Well, I think that there's a lot of people out there. You're not you're not in the um, minority, Vaxer. Uh, there's a lot of people that thought that the Switch wouldn't be very popular. And I'm not here to say, well, I told you so or anything like that. But when I saw like their unveiling, I was like, that is something that I want very badly. I'm also a big Nintendo fan, too. So, you know, take take, take that with a grain of salt. But I always looked at the Switch and I said, this is going to be really compelling. I didn't know that everyone else would agree with me um, and that the Switch is selling like crazy. I mean, I just told you last episode that... Uh, Nintendo is now producing over two million or no two million switches every single month. Um, 
that's a lot of switches. And so they're, they're working hard to meet, meet demand. And at the same time, we've still got Mario coming in a couple weeks. That is going to sell a whole lot of switches. And yes, Vaxer knows that I'm a Nintendo fan and he didn't know. No, I, I'm saying that there's a lot of people out there that, that were looking at the switch and they're like, I don't think, I don't know how it's going to be. But when I looked at it, I did, I'm not saying I knew it would succeed. I'm saying I knew that I thought it was going to be a good system. Whether or not a good system succeeds is all on wh- how well it's marketed. And Nintendo has, in the past, done a terrible job marketing their system. This time, they've nailed it. They've really nailed the marketing on this system. And thank goodness, because we couldn't do what happened with the Wii U again. All right, let's uh, wrap things up with coming soon. Before the next episode, well, actually, on the day of the next episode, we're going to have three new Nintendo games, which are coming out, uh, all three indie games. Uh, we've got the Flame in the Flood Complete Edition. I don't really know much about that one. We've got Wolverblade, which is supposed to be a game where it's using um, basically like English history and uh, using that as the backdrop for a side-scrolling beat-em-up, I believe. And then there is Yono and the Celestial Elephants, uh, which is all three of these games are coming out on October 12th. Uh, so make sure you look out for those games if those are something that you're interested in. Yono is supposed to be like, uh, a lot of people are describing it as Zelda with an elephant. So not like Breath of the Wild Zelda, but like old Zelda stuff. Uh, anyway, that's it for the coming soon stuff. And that's all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed, let me know. If there's a topic that you want me to talk about, let me know. Uh, You can find ways to support the show by just reviewing the show on iTunes or sharing the show with a friend. Uh, If you're looking for uh, ways to support the show monetarily, you can buy uh, stuff on my wife's Etsy shop. That's etsy.com slash shop slash run, jump, stomp. Uh, You can head on over to Patreon and you can pledge there for as little as a dollar. You get exclusive rewards. That's patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. And of course, Those links and others can be found at runjumpstomp.com slash support and right here in the show notes. Uh, Special thank you to today's sponsor, which is OP Seat. I've got an OP Seat, which they gave me uh, to check out. I think it's fantastic. If you want to check out OP Seats, uh, look at the link in the show notes. And for $10 off, use the coupon code RUNJUMPSIT. Uh, thank you to Noteblock and Tom Winter for your music to be used in this episode. You guys are awesome. Make sure you look at their YouTube channels and subscribe. They're they're fantastic musicians. That's it for today. I'm out of here, and I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the publisher and distributor of the world's largest selection of digital audio books and spoken word content. Audible customers can listen anytime and anywhere to professionally narrated audiobooks across a wide range of genres, including bestsellers, new releases, sci-fi, romances, classics, and more. Get two free audiobooks to start. After 30 days, if you decide to cancel, you get to keep the books. If you decide to stay on, and you probably will, get one book every month for $14.95. In addition, you also get 30% off the price of additional audiobook purchases. Cancel anytime. Your books are yours to keep even if you cancel. 
You can sign up today for your free 30-day trial at runjumpstomp.com audible and directly support the show.